I'm going to welcome everybody to the Ohio Against the World podcast. I got my man, Guy Keith, on here. He's been a follower for, I don't know how long. How long have you been following my page, man? Uh, pretty much since the beginning, man. Dude, I've, I've been around for a while. I mean, I've had my page, man. I could, like, do a whole story on when I started it. Like, I think it was back in 2014 during the NCAA basketball tournament, the Big Ten tournament, I started it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got I I was super bored one day, dude. I was just like I was chilling watching the tournament at home, dude. And this is like I was young. Like I was still in high school. Like I was maybe like a sophomore, maybe like a I was I think I was a sophomore in high school and I've been out of high school since twenty fifteen. So take into consideration how how far how long I've been out of high school. Um <laughs> this is how long I've had my page. So it's it's been a long journey. <laughs> this is what this uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is probably the number one Buckeye fan page out there, isn't it? Uh, it is, but man, there used to be another page. It's funny that you say that because there used to be another page, um, an Ohio State page that had like over a hundred thousand followers, and this was like a long time ago too. I uh, had just started my page, and I was just like, I was, I was trying to get my name out there. I was like, hey man, give me a shout out, ha ha, come on man, hook it up. Bro, dude, nobody wanted to give you a shout out on anything, bro. Like everybody thought their like head was too big because they had a bunch of followers. Nobody wanted to shout anybody out. But oh, yeah. their page ended up getting deleted for like some stupid copyright stuff. But I, I think I got the last laugh on that because you know they're not even around anymore. I don't and um yeah, so I'm still around, they're not, so I'm still here. Chief, Chief Buckeye. Yeah, I, man, like I grind it out, man. I honestly haven't missed missed the day of posting since like so I'd say um, 20, 2016, I think I posted every single day consistently since then. I mean, I've gotten like, man, at the beginning, I was pretty desperate, dude. I was like super desperate for followers. Like I remember my first 5,000, I'd be on like the um, official ESPN page being like, hey, everybody follow me, follow me, follow me. Bro, they blocked me. ESPN blocked me on Instagram. Oh, no. I mean, are you a it, real bad page if you haven't gotten blocked by a major publication? Bro, and not only that, I was actually blocked by several, a few Ohio State players, and it's it's kind of weird. I did the same thing on like Michael Thomas's page when he played at Ohio State. I was like all on the dude's page, like in the comments, telling people to follow me, best Buckeye fan page around. Dude ended up blocking me. <laughs> yeah, so every time no. I try to make a post that involves Michael Thomas, everybody's like, "You could at least tag the guy." I'm like, "I can't block. I, I mean, I can't tag him because I'm freaking blocked by him. So like, it's impossible." Right. Technically yep. can't tag him. Cannot. It's it's impossible. I mean, even like, and then I've had some like petty blocks, like you know Ted Ginn. Obviously, Ted Ginn blocked me over like the pettiest thing, man. It was like, um, the year they drafted Marshawn Lattimore, which I think was what 2016, 2017, twenty sixteen. I think um, they um drafted him, and I got on his page because he he made a post congratulating him, like, hey, welcome to Nola, whatever. And I was like, yeah, now now somebody can lock you up in practice. Dude got so salty, blocked my ass because I said that. Oh wow! <laughs> it, it was it was crazy because at first I thought he was just capping, bro. I was like, "This dude ain't gonna block me," because it took him in. I was like, "Ah, he he's just joking." No, people blocked my ass. I've been blocked for a while. Man, listen, Teddy Ginn's from Cleveland, brother. It don't take much. <laughs> I'm not mad. He he just uh, <laughs> he was just a little a little too sensitive about the fact about that. So I was like, "Whatever, man." I was like, "I'll take the L on that one." But. I want to get into this, man. I want to. I want to talk about the game on Saturday. Let's do it. What's that? Okay, so 
What do you think? Do you think it's uh, so let's do it? Do yeah. you think it's a correct title to call it spoiler makers? Do you think we're on upset alert this week like Michigan State was last week? I think, just being honest, we have to be. Like, this team has proven that they're willing to knock anybody off, and they seem to be always prepared for the big game. So I hope that we are ready, that we're focused, um, because it's going to be one of those games, man. This is going to be one of those weird, like, how is this team in this game type of games, and I'm preparing myself now for that. Well, if you think about it, if you go back to the couple years ago when we had Dwayne Haskins and we lost that game, were we prepared? I mean, I don't think any Buckeye fan went into, went into that game thinking we were going to be on upset alert, right? I think that we were all confident that we were going to win that game, and we didn't. But this time around, we know what happened last time. So do you think we're more more aware of the possible upset this time than we were last time? I mean, I think we are. Uh, I think... Uh... I may get a little bit of hot water for this, but I've questioned, at least throughout this season, um, and it could be because we're young, but I've questioned how ready our team has looked in certain games, and I think that's kind of fair. Um, I don't want to get into a situation where we're looking ahead, right? Uh, Michigan State, you came off a big loss. You know, we got the team up north coming up. Like, this is, this has all the makings for a trap game, and with a team as young as we are, right, we're going to really have to lean on our, our veteran players, guys like, you know, like Harrison and and Smith and, and, and those guys to kind of like carry us because at this point, I think our only advantage, honestly, going, to, and going into a game like this versus a team who upsets top 10 teams for the past like three weeks straight is we're playing at home. I think – Having us having this game at home is going to be the deciding factor. Do you think there's any scenario in this game where it's not a close game, where we just go out there and we don't underestimate them and we put our foot on the pedal and we don't let off of it and we end up winning by 50 points? Do you think there's any scenario where that happens? If we run the ball. We threw the ball yeah, almost 60 times last week. <laughs> Like yeah, dude, I was I was so I was so salty about that man. I was watching that game. I made my post after that, and I try not to be like a like a I don't want to say a hater or whatever, but I'm like, come on, dude, that is not Buckeye football. Running the ball, I mean, passing the ball that many times. It's not, and and our red zone offense is has has been struggling too. So I'm looking. Listen, I I want to get this win so bad. But more so than that, I feel like if we can improve on the little things that we haven't been doing well, I don't think there's a defense in the country, with the exception of maybe Georgia, that can honestly stop our playmakers across the board. Like, there's nobody built like that in the country. And a lot of the things that we are experiencing now in terms of, like, offensive lulls is it's Ohio State versus Ohio State. It's not Ohio State versus Penn State. It's not Ohio State. Um, uh Versus anybody. It's like we're shooting ourselves in the foot. You know what I mean? And so and it is it's weird seeing our O every week. It's weird seeing our O line kind of they I mean, they're not getting manhandled, but I'm not seeing the push that I've seen like the first five weeks. I'm not seeing any of that. So I'm just like, okay, what what has happened? And 
Is it a result of the play calling? I don't know, man, but I hope to see some improvement this week. I, I don't even say they're getting pushed around. They're just straight up not blocking anybody. I mean, if you watch like the clips, they're they're not getting blocking beat. anybody, yeah. buddy. They're just yeah, they're just running right by the defender and just standing there. Um, it's crazy. I don't know, man. I, I really hope we have a good game. I, and, and I don't want it to be a shootout like it's a back-and-forth game, but they got playmakers, man. Their quarterback, I don't really know much about him. I know he's he's pretty solid, but then they got who? That that Their wide receiver, what Bell, is that what his name is? He's a beast, man. David Bell. David Bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I've tried to watch some tape on him. He's good. But he's not like a Jahan Dotson. Like he's not one of these like Ty Fryfogels. Like he's not one of these guys. Um, I think his game deserves respect. But if I look at his stats, right, versus top defenses, he's looked okay. Versus really bad teams, he's yep. looked great. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really worried. I mean, I mean, I think he's he's going to get his for sure. I think he's going to have a similar game to Dotson did against Penn State. You know, I don't think he's going to pop off for 200 yards. He might get 100 yards on us. Who knows? Because I feel like he's their their number one weapon. You know, I mean, with Ohio State, we have one A, one B, one C. Like, who who th- who would have thought that going into the season that Jackson Smith and Jigba was going to lead us in receiving yards at half or over halfway point in the season? Nobody thought that. I didn't think that. I thought it was. Definitely going to be Olave or Wilson, and then boom, we got Jackson Smith leading us in receiving yards. Like that's crazy. I, here's here's what it is, right? Here's here's my take on our receiving core. I knew Olave wasn't going to lead; his impact wasn't going to be on a stat board this year. He's a guy that you take your top corner and your safety, and you rotate to him every play that he's on the field. So I knew his numbers were going to take a hit. But his impact is, I mean, you can't measure. Like, guys like Garrett Wilson and, and Jackson Smith and Jigma are getting open because of what he commands on the other side of the field, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's honestly absurd. Like, the pressure isn't on our defense. It's on their defense, if you get what I'm saying. Like, they have yep. to figure out a way to stop yeah. not only Chris Olave, not only Garrett Wilson, not only Jackson. They got to try to figure a way to figure out Travion, you know what I mean? Like, and CJ Stroud, like he's a Heisman contending quarterback. He's not a slouch. He will light you up for 500 yards in five tutties before halftime. Like, so the pressure's not on our Yeah, he, we, it's, we it's got the playmakers defense. to do it. I mean, there's playmakers all over. Yep, it's, I don't know, I, it's, it's and, crazy, man. I mean, go ahead. No, 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 oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying how crazy it is the talent that we have. I mean, with with you saying he could light up like any any team up for 500, 500 yards on like a given week or in a half. It's 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 true. I mean, if he was a little more, I don't I don't want to say he was inaccurate last week, but he was just throwing the ball too much. I mean, it was there was some there was some throws, but I mean that's going to be a given when you're throwing the ball that many times. You're not going to throw be perfect on every single throw that you make. Um, but do you think with CJ Stroud, do you think like with a question a lot of people bring up about him having to be more mobile, do you think he needs to be a more mobile quarterback? Um that's a tough one. You know what I mean? Because 
what we like the, from our vantage point, there there are some yards that CJ could pick up, like it, in those scramble drills. Um, I think he needs to be more cognizant of of, of that. Like if there's a if there's a solid seven eight that we can get, you know, before you even get touched, like I think we have to. I think we have to do that. At the same time, right? No, imagine having those weapons. Like mm-hmm. I would trust my guys. You know what I mean? Like if, if and and I would I'm a type of player like when I played it was always like, "Hey, I rather go down being aggressive than not taking a chance." You know what I mean? Because you're take a hit. Take, a, take a take a few hits. You know what I mean? Like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So like I always erred on the side of like, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and whatever I can do. If it's with my arm, if it's with my legs, then I'm I'm gonna do it. Um, I don't think Ryan Day puts him in those positions though. Like, let's take it a step back, right? Let's let's remove the the running um, conversation from CJ with a clean pocket. Nate, mm-hmm. Like find me a better QB in the in the country. And yeah, yeah, remember CJ. This is That's his first true. year starting. Every young quarterback, once they break the pocket, is going to break down. Because they just are. They don't have the experience to understand. Like, oh, I can't force this pass, or you know, this undercovers. I'm not seeing the the, the under D back. You know what I mean? Like, but with a clean pocket, right? When he's not under pressure. He is lighting defenses up. It's not even close. So we gotta, we gotta no, also he, gotta, he truly know, is, man. Put some, yeah, we gotta put some pressure on O line to to get back to what we do. You know what I mean? Because we're we're a better offense when all of, when we're clicking in all three phases. Like it's it's not all on CJ. He's made some mistakes, but he's he he's made the mistakes of a a first year starter. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, I was go back to the uh, Nebraska game last week. Uh, all game long on Twitter, people were all like, "Oh, he needs to run the ball, run the ball." And then right at the end of the game, where he tries to make a play with his feet, I'm like, "No, I'm like, don't do that, brother." He fumbled the ball. I was like, "Oh no!" I stressed myself out because as soon as he started running with it, I was like, "Okay, boom, got stripped." I was like, "Oh my god, we're trying to lose this game now, bro." I was like, "Okay, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> let's not run the ball. Let's just let's not run the ball." But, I just thought but, he was a little check faster. this out. Even I that he was one faster than what he was. I mean, he's not that quick. He, I think he is faster. His first instinct isn't to run, though. You know what I mean? Like it just isn't. Um, and if you look at that last play, right? If you look at that last play, it was only uh, a potential. Well, it was a strip fumble, right? But it was it was only that because his eyes were downfield. Like that's where you want your quarterback's eyes to be, even in a scramble drill. Um, he was running for his life. Like the protection broke down. You know what I mean. So, it's, would you like to see more ball security? Absolutely, absolutely. But his eyes were downfield, and I can't fault him for that, man. Yeah, I was. It was stressful, man. That that last play right there. I was like, I, I, that was that was right after we got hosed on that that catch by um um Fleming, I think, right? Because after that play, that's when we tried to make a play, and he got stripped. Um, no, I thought I think the strip was before that, right? Because we were backed yeah. up really far, and then we made a play, got overturned, and then we punted it from there. I think. I, I think I think you may be right. I don't know. It was I, I'm trying to remember I, the I sequence, but I can't man. remember the sequence. Yeah. 
Because they had all the momentum. Nebraska had all the momentum at that point. Dude, I'm such I'm such a homer. Like I don't like I'm so I don't even know what it is, dude. I'll be in a, in the middle of the game watching it, and I'm like, sometimes I have no confidence, man. I'll be watching it, and I can see, like you said, they had all the momentum. I'm watching them, like, oh, we're gonna fucking lose this game. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose. I was I was like literally doubting us so bad because I seen the momentum swing, man. I was like, dude, we're really gonna do this, bro. We're we're choking so bad right now, and it was really hard to watch. You know, you know what's funny? There was that was the first time I seen like our coaching staff like panic because Nebraska was moving the ball and we had no answer. Like we no. we didn't have any answer. Like we weren't even getting pressure on Martinez and we let Taylor Martinez throw for what like two fifty or something like that. Well, well, to be fair, I mean, most of those yards came off of two plays, man. That's what I posted. I mean, outside of those really two big hitter plays where they ended up scoring touchdowns, he didn't really do much. I mean, the defense broke down on two of those plays with, I don't know, a lot of people don't like, um, what, Bryson Shaw in the backfield playing safety. I don't I don't really think that they're a big fan of him back there. But, uh, yeah, we got so, broke down on two plays, and they, he, they, they destroyed our defense on two plays, and that's where they got their, their only two touchdowns. Here's what it is, right? Because I, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to blame uh, blame Shaw too. So if you looked at that first big play, right? To I, I can't even pronounce the, the the young man's name from Nebraska. That actually wasn't a blown coverage. We were in a one high look. He saw a crosser. Both of our D backs were beat. Both of them. <laughs> they were they were toasted. Toasted, bro. He had to make a decision and. He was like, if I'm going to cut somebody off, it's going to be the it's going to be the number one, and then number two on the back end was coming across on the crosser. And Austin, I think it was Lathan Ransom was just getting toasted, like he, he got burned. You know what I mean? So like that one, first off, is it's not a blown coverage. That's not Bryson Shaw's fault, right? We got to play better in man coverage. We got burned. We got beat. Yeah, yeah, and not not only did like we get beat on that. I mean, the dude, the receiver, man, he freaking hit us with that uh, uh, like freaking twist and turn and i was like oh my god tackle this dude bro tackle this dude tackled him at the five yard line Listen, like, nebraska- they're gonna score bro <laughs> they're gonna score now nebraska has some sneaky athletes man like they have some sneaky guys that if you're caught sleeping they can they they can catch you every year there's always one they're not a bad team, man. I mean, if you look at their games, uh, they're, I mean, it's hard to say. Like, a lot of people that don't watch football or pay attention to a certain team will look at a schedule and be like, oh, they only got three wins. They, they suck. I'm like, dude, look at their games and look at their uh, margin of, like, loss. Like, how many points did they lose by in every single game they played? They, yeah, single digits single every digits. game. And they played, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure they've already played MSU, the team up north. Um they played all those hard teams, even Oklahoma, and haven't lost by more than a touchdown to any of them. Boom, we beat them by more points than anybody, and everybody's like, "Oh, you struggled against Indy or uh, struggled against them." I'm like, "How? Do, like, what are you talking about, bro? They're not a horrible team. They just have some stuff they got to get together, and they need to be They're a more not. complete team and learn how to finish the game." But as of right now, they don't got that. Um, but they're not a bad team, and they've they've showed that in the games they've already played. I mean, I don't know. That's that's my opinion. They're not a horrible football team. They're not. They're not. Nebraska looks like a team right now who hasn't totally bought into their head coach's philosophy. They extended they, that dude. He got have, extended again. I listen, I like Scott Frost. I think he I think he's a player's coach. So like 
you can see it. Like the, the talent up there, it's it's there. Like they have guys who play hard. I don't know who number 13 is for Nebraska, but my goodness, he was all over the field, like all over the field. Um, they just got to buy in. Like you're either all in or you're all out. And that was what I was saying with a couple guys on our team. Like when our defense was struggling, I was like, these guys don't look like they've bought into the coaching philosophy. I don't know if it was Kerry Coombs. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But ever since that Tulsa game, it was like, it just seemed like, I don't know who the leader is on that team, but they got together um, and they and they bought in and they've honestly played better. Now the defense itself, I think there's still some holes. You know what I mean? I think we're playing bend but don't break. Um, I don't think we're playing like true lockdown. Like I don't think our our guys are playing like studs. Um, I would love to see that a little bit more. Like I would love to see them just be like, you know what? We can play man to man four quarters with anybody in the country. Now, is is that possible? I don't know. But that's the mentality that I want to see from my defense. Like I, I want to see. Like I don't care who we're playing. I don't care who it is. We're gonna come out. We're gonna smack you in the mouth for four straight quarters or five, however many quarters we gotta play. We are going to dominate. Because that's why you're at Ohio State. High expectations, man. I mean, anybody that goes to Ohio State should have those expectations. And that's the expectations we have as fans, too, man. That's why, like, I don't want to say we're cocky or, or whatever. That's why sometimes we watch these games. I mean, I'm cocky as fuck when it comes to, like, Ohio State, man. I don't know about <laughs> some other people. Like, I'll be talking to people, and I'm, they're like, oh, what do you think is going to happen against Penn State? And I'm in my mind, I, no, I'm not even in my mind. I'm straight up telling these people. I'm all like, oh, yeah, we're about to beat Penn State by 40, bro. They're trash. And I stand by that. Penn State is trash, and we should have beat them by 40. We knew if we can get our red, our, uh, yeah, our red zone um, offense together, man, and learn how to score, uh, yeah, we, we would have won that game by 40 points. And screw that, man. I was so annoying watching that Penn State game. After, after I'm telling people, I'm like, fuck by 40. Yeah, we're, we're good, bro. Fuck Penn State. And then, boom, it's a close game. I'm like, what am I – like, what? I got to stop, dude. I got to stop being so overly confident in the team like that. <laughs> so here's what I do. Every week, I'm like – I go through waves, right? I'm like, bucks by 50. And then by, like, Thursday, I'm like, all right, I'm just cool with a win. And then by, like, Saturday morning before kickoff, I'm always, I'm always back up. Bucks by 40. You know what I mean? So I can identify with you there. <laughs> like, like, in the middle of the week, like, Wednesday, Thursday, I always get a little bit weird. So I start to do, like, I look at the other team, like, the practice reports. I look at, you know, how they're interviewing with their, with their uh, media and – I, I knew going to that Penn State game that they were going to come out and try to punch us right in the mouth defensively, right? They and did. They, 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 were, they were punching listen, us in the mouth, They man. did for four quarters. So I tip my hat to them. They played hard. It just so happens that we didn't play well and we still got the win. But, I mean, Penn State, they came out, man, and they, they wanted that game bad. You can feel what it. What do you think? What do you think? think about Penn State not being ranked in the college football playoff rankings? Do you think they got hosed? I mean, they lost three games, bro. Like I know, but so did the, some of the SEC teams that are, have three losses. They're still – I mean, uh, Auburn's still ranked with three losses, and I think well, Texas A&M is still ranked with three losses, and you know who uh, Penn State beat? Auburn. I mean, if, if, if head-to-head matters as much as it does to a committee, then why isn't Penn State ranked? That's just crazy. I think there's a, there's some – with the rankings this year, I don't think that they use the same criteria for every team. 
Um, and Obviously that's not. that's it's problematic. Crazy. Uh, but I honestly don't care outside of Ohio State. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. care where no, anybody I, else is ranked. I don't care what your record is. I don't care who you lost to. I don't care about any of that. Because, like, Oregon lost to Stanford, right? Yeah. But they also but they yeah. also beat Ohio State. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah, but that's the thing with the committee. They're talking about head-to-head. That's why Oregon is ranked ahead of us. But if you go back, a couple a uh, week ago, Michigan State was ranked ranked ahead of um us and the team up north. Boom, they lose the game, even though they had already beat the team up north. Boom, and they're right behind them. So the fact that they say the the head to head matters, it kind of blows my mind. It's not like we lost to Oregon a week or two ago. We lost to Oregon in week two, and they've been ahead of us in this playoff rankings in the last two weeks. Boom, same situation. Um, Michigan State loses, and they drop behind the team that they they beat. So it's it's weird, man. Yeah, well, it, it, that loss to Purdue hurt. Um, unranked Purdue, like that that that, that kills you. Um, but I, the same at the same time, I never thought Michigan State looked that great. I thought Kenneth Walker looked great. Their quarterback play oh, yeah. is subpar. Their defense is subpar. Their offensive line is is is. It's okay. Um, the strength of that team is their defensive line. I was I was talking to one of my buddies in the community. You might have seen him, the MSU, uh, uh, whatever. He's a, yeah, 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 I've seen him. I told him right before that game happened, a week before it happened, when I knew they were playing, I was talking to him the night after um, their previous game. I was like, oh, you guys got Purdue. You guys are on upset alert. He's like, yeah, I know. Boom! Next next week comes around. I'm standing at work, working. Blah blah blah. I check my phone and check the score. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me, Michigan State? You really are going to let us down like that?" Because I'm excited for a big top top five matchup in a week, and then boom, they lose to Purdue. I'm like, "You guys really fucking suck, man!" I'm like, "You guys really screwed us out of that top five matchup like that." Yeah, I mean, they choked. They fumbled the bag for sure. Um, but that's a result of a team looking ahead. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they probably got a house. They circled on their calendar, just like every other team in the country. Um, and you, and you get knocked off. So I, I don't want our guys to fall into that trap. Like every game is important. Um, because this is an opportunity for us to just get even closer as a team, better as a team. Um, uh, because you, you're going to want to be at full strength going into that, in the, in that, you know these last couple games, and if we get if we get caught looking ahead to Michigan State or the team up north, we're going to lose this weekend at home because we've uh, man, we've, we better, but we listen, we've always home. we've we've already shown that we can lose in the shoe <laughs> to a team that didn't even yeah. have the best player. You know what I mean? So it's just like I, I I really need our fans to show up. I need the team to be focused. I need day. To, to be focused in his play calling. Like, this is just a big week, man. This is a big week. I don't feel like we are on upset alert, but I, at the same time, this team, Purdue, whenever there's blood in the water, man, they seem to be ready for the big stage. And, yeah, man, I just hope that we're ready to go. We better be, man. We better be playing this game like it's – like 
our last game. I don't even know how. Like I don't. I don't even know how to describe the way we should be playing this game. Every play game like is our national last game. championship. <laughs> or something. Yeah, dude. That's play, it. Play like this is the last game you're you're ever gonna play because if we go out there and we fucking oh man, dude. I don't even want to do. It stresses me out to even think about this game before it's even <laughs> happening like i'm thinking of all the negatives and in, in my mind i'm confident i'm thinking like yeah we're gonna destroy purdue but then boom i don't want to be confident man i don't want to be too confident 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 here's the good thing about our team right here's the good thing about having a young team in the position that we're in they don't know any better yep none of these guys have been in this position before none of them so to them it is just another game and i think that is one thing that we have that's going to actually work to our advantage. Like, this is, I, I want them to treat this like they do any other week in the season. Go out there, try to do your absolute best, because if we don't take care of business this week, next week doesn't even matter. It doesn't that is matter. absolutely right, man. Yep. Because Michigan State already lost. Like, a win against Michigan State now almost means nothing. It's just another win versus a top-ranked team. But then you back that up with a loss to Purdue. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's what I was, like, wondering. I was, like, I was, I was asking people, like, scenarios for the playoffs. I'm, like, okay, yeah, our, if we, if we better not lose this game for sure. Um, well, hold on one second. Let me see something. You can bring. I don't. I don't know what that means. Honestly, I just got a text um, by Chase. I don't really know what that means. Bring him to stage. Um, but I was talking to people about the playoffs. I was like, "What? In what scenario does like another top team lose? Um, say, say Alabama loses, right? If they lose this game to Georgia, can they still be in the playoffs? Or if Georgia loses this game, I, I think a hundred percent. If Georgia loses to Alabama, they're still in the playoffs." Georgia's going to lose to Alabama. You heard it here. You heard it here. Watch. You, should, you, you sure? You confident on that one? Listen, listen. I, every time I've doubted Nick Saban, he proved me wrong. Every single time. And it's always those Alabama teams that nobody thinks is really that good. And they come out and they beat the doors off of a team like Georgia. Because if you think about it, that player from Georgia, that one of their star defensive linemen turned himself into the authorities this week. Talk about distractions. Yes, he did, and I think the one of their yeah, and then the top one of their I think I don't know if he's the top receiver, one of their top players, I think, on offense, the receiver, he just what, did he get injured or enter the trans? I don't even remember what happened with him, but something with him happens today too. Listen, there is blood in the water down there. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. But I do think a loss to Alabama is going to keep them in the top four. Um because I mean, honestly, all year they that that defense has looked really, really solid. And take nothing away from them; they're not infallible, though. Like I, I see ways that you can attack them. Um, they can be beat. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll see. It's going to be an interesting. You know, four weeks here. Um, I'm excited. There's going to be some good football ahead, and I think our Bucks um, they're up to the challenge, man. I really do. I think there's some dogs out there, man. What do you think? What do you think about um, what's what you? I want to know what your prediction for this Purdue game is. And completely unbiased, what do you think is going to happen? Unbiased, right? Yep. 
their weapons on offense. No, okay, so <laughs> nobody knew. <laughs> this is it's, it's hard to do because who we thought was going to beat us last time that played for Purdue didn't end up beating us. Like I didn't even know who Rondell Moore was before that Purdue game. Bro, didn't our even defense know. let us down in that game, bro. Was I didn't defense. even know who he was. Our defense you know let what us I mean? Down. I didn't even know who that guy was. And then he comes out and has a game of his life. Like that game right there catapulted him to the heights that he was in. Because his last year at Purdue, he didn't even play that much. Um, and was still drafted like the second round. So yeah, he was that injured. game versus Ohio State was huge for him. I'm like, okay. I'm looking at their roster. I'm like, who's that sneaky guy that hasn't shown up all season? But for some reason, wants to come out and make a name for himself versus Ohio State. You're, if we're going to get beat, he was ripping them off against us, bro. He was. Listen, if we're going to get beat, we're going to get beat by a guy that with no name that just wants to make a name for himself. Do I think we're going to get beat? No. I think our guys come out. I think they're ready to go. I think they take care of business. I do think there are some players that are that are battling some injuries that that kind of sucks because you want to see. Like, I want to see us at full strength. Um. Javion Henderson, I think he's battling a knee injury. Um, but that dude runs hard, man. Like, sheesh. That dude runs hard. I like that kid. Um, but my prediction for the game, let's 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 get to it. I think I think the the O-line irons out some issues. I think they come out with something to prove to remind everybody that they are the best offense lineman, the offense line in the country. Um I think we win 40 to 24. Okay, not too bad. Um, my 40, predictions 24. are <laughs> – you ready for this, man? My predictions are going to be – Let's go. Uh, fuck Purdue, Bucks by 50. <laughs> they ain't going to score more than 14 points on us. So we're <laughs> That's how I feel about this game. Told you, man. I'm too confident, but I'll I'll let it ride, man. I'll I'll go down by it, man. If 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 my predictions aren't right, then I'll I'll hold the L all day long. Same thing with the Penn State game. My predictions weren't weren't accurate, but we still won. I'll hold my L any day of the week if I'm not correct. But that's how I feel. Bucks by fifty. Hey, predictions are predictions. As long as we get the dub and we come out of that fairly healthy, I'm good with that, man. I'm Bro, that good is with all that. that matters. Maybe I'll go. Do one of these live That's shows. All that matters. Yep. Maybe I'll do one of these live shows during the game or right towards the end and see how many people I can get in here and see if we can get it popping to see what people think about Purdue. So we have a little Purdue party, man. Like I said, fuck Purdue, Bucks by 50. That's how I feel. Man. <laughs> if you go live during the game, because your posts during the game, bro, it is the wild, wild west. There's people in there <laughs> shooting, man. I'm like, yo. My posts were so dry last weekend, bro. I'm like, usually, boom, touchdown, score, post, touchdown, post, touchdown, post. I can tell you were nervous. Dude, I was watching the game, <laughs> like, bro, I can't even make a post because we ain't scoring no fucking touchdowns. I can tell you were nervous. I was like, man, where's the where's the post at? I want to read these comments. I know. I'm like, but, uh, I, I could have dropped a post every time we made a field goal or something. I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't want to make a post for a field goal. I want to make a post for a touchdown, bro. I'm glad you mentioned that. Shout out to Noah Ruggles, man. Yeah, for real. Shout out to that the guy, kick, man. I'm glad. The kick he guy. Came, yep, came from North Carolina. I think North Carolina, right? Or Duke. Which one? 
North Carolina. North Carolina. Thank you for that kid from North Carolina. Dude's a beast. I'm super glad we had him. He's the best kicker we've had in a long time. I don't know who the best kicker we've had since then. I don't even think Sean Nuremberger was as good as him. And Sean Nuremberger was a beast. But we're never in a position. No, probably go back to Mike Nugent. Yeah, Mike Nugent. <laughs> we're, we're never in a position where we need to kick a long-ass field goal. And if we had to kick a long field goal, I think he's the guy that's going to put us make us make that game-winning 45, 50-yard field goal if we need him to be. I think he's that guy. Yeah, he's he's cool as ice, man. Got ice he's going to be kicking. He's going to be in the league. I think he's a senior. I think he's done after this year, but he's definitely going to be – I mean, kickers don't usually get drafted, like Roberto Guayo or whatever from Florida State, but he ended up sucking. So kickers that end up getting drafted usually end up sucking really bad, if you haven't noticed. Um, so he's going to go as a free agent. He'll get picked up by a team, make a name in the preseason, be a starting kicker day one for one of these shitty key teams with a kicker, maybe maybe the Packers, maybe Mason Crosby or somebody, <laughs> or hangs them up. Maybe these old guys, man. But he's going to be a kicker in the league next year. Book it. I'm glad we have him. Thanks, North Carolina. You guys suck this year, too. The only time we're going to see Noah Ruggles on Saturday is for PATs, baby. Yes, that's it. Yep. And I don't know. I think I'm confident in the win um, Saturday. Maybe I'll get on tomorrow with somebody. Who knows? Maybe I'll just wait till uh, Saturday. But oh, I do appreciate you getting on here with me, man. It's It's been fun. Um, we'll, we'll definitely do this again, man, because it's really easy talking to you. And it's, you know, you know your stuff, man. You're not you're not somebody super young. You know, you know what you're talking about. And um, it's been a really cool show. I appreciate you for having me on. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Have a good night. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining the Ohio Against the World podcast. Like I said, we're going to probably get back on here maybe during the game. Maybe tomorrow we'll get somebody else on here. But for now, thanks for joining the first show. Peace.